everybody, and welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Jacques. Uh, this is Biff. So, Biff, I don't want to brag, but I went to uh, the Renaissance Fair last weekend with the family, and I actually uh, uh, volunteered as a jouster. Okay, going to go again next year? Well, no, I was doing a little freelancing. To volunteered as a jouster, I was doing okay. Hey, you know, but hey, when we got there, when we got there, you know, was uh, a conservative joke at the at the Renaissance Fair, there was this uh, uh, a Renaissance Fair entertainer who held the door open for us. That was a nice gesture. That 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 was a nice gesture, like a court gesture. You see what I did, and I just precision there. You know, you know what they say about jokes that you have to explain? <laughs> that I should tell it to a smarter audience. <laughs> just keep it to yourself. So, so you're going to have to hear all that because it's just me and you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Just, you know what? No, so you know, is there like another? Uh, maybe, maybe I could do a magical. You know, like ah, fuck it. You know, I was waiting. I was waiting for you guys to do something fun and exciting and improv. Well, he was what? just going to rub a genie's bottle. He was going to rub. Is that a metaphor? Yeah. He... Right. <laughs> Hi guys, it's your favorite co-podcaster. <laughs> Two, three, three. four. You hey, lie, George. You're lying. You really think I ought to swear? Yes, George. I <laughs> swear. I think I saw it the last, you know, one of the, my past recordings. So, yeah, it slips out every <laughs> once in a while. Hi, guys. It's your friend, Joe. I'm yeah. here. I'm just here for the free yeah. food that Jock's going to make <laughs> me later. Uh, I'm looking for That might be the highlight of the evening. Uh, so we're going to watch like a, an Enos episode tonight or uh, or should we watch Eunice? We'll watch Eunice into Enos. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, don't ask me why. You know what? I'm going to tell you why. I watched a show called Frisky Dingo many years ago. It was a precursor to Archer. Archer is one of my favorite shows ever. Archer's great. But they had this show that lasted two seasons called Frisky Dingo. And on one of the episodes, these two enemies got paired up. But one enemy didn't realize it was his nemesis because he was blinded at the time. And when he's like, oh, and who do I have the pleasure of working with? The guy panicked and he's like, uh, Barnaby Jones and for the next two episodes he's like me and my best friend Barnaby Jones and now I'm desperate to watch on Pluto TV an episode of Barnaby Jones which I don't think and then we'll watch a look well and then we'll watch a (laughs) A look well there's more than one oh if only if only right Uh, so carnival personnel uh, stepped it up uh, last week with a, uh, it, it, you know, you, you, you were on the conversation. Why don't you tell everybody who might have not heard last week's episode about our guest? Moi? You. Oh, you're talking to me. I am. Because there's three of us, you know. Just the three of us. You know, I'm looking at you, Joe. Uh, we, uh, well, we had the pleasure of interviewing uh, congressional candidate Kaylee uh, Peterson from the great state of Idaho. Um, is it that great? It, it's pretty great. I, I don't know. Uh, aren't all states great except Texas? Uh, sorry, Texas. You're not so great. Um, no, we had a, yeah, 
we had a real. I, I just want to say that you put Texas behind Florida. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm not good at. The, I'm just asking a question. You're right. No, you're right. That was actually a much better call. I should have gone with the Florida. There's a lot of shitty states you could have called, but about yes, Kaylee. I should have gone with America's penis. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. So we 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 had a, a very nice, enlightening conversation with Kaylee Peterson, uh, who's running against uh, Russ Vulture. I mean, Fulcher from. I think you had it right the first time. The first district, Nineho. Uh, first of two districts, by the way. That's a large state. But, you know, because of its population, it only has two districts, which is fine. You know, two congressmen or two Congress, you know, people, two senators, you know, it's the same deal. Um, so it, uh, I think uh, despite my mumblings and, and stutterings, I think that it turned out to be a very good uh, podcast. I think we learned a lot about how white supremacy is on the rise. Don't worry. Oh. There's plenty of Nazis. They're in Idaho, up north especially. I mean, her district is bigger than the state of Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, there, there's no Planned Parenthood, but per capita has the most uh, registered oath keepers, three percenters, and actual car-carrying jackboot-wearing Nazis who are loud and proud about it, and you have her, you know, taking a, a pause out of uh, college. She went back to school wait, to, to wait, get wait. involved. So, you, so you're telling me the Nazi issue cards? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to have your papers? Uh, but anyway, so Kaylee was absolutely great. Is that like that thing that Herschel Walker flashed uh, the other day? Oh, Jesus Christ. We'll get into that. But, I don't uh, even know what that is. Oh, man. But uh, but yeah, I've, I've registered to phone bank for her. Um, they do that on Wednesday. I'm looking forward to doing that. I've done it for like beta or work in the past. And uh, next week's sideshow, Biff and I just had a delightful, not short, uh, so I suggest, you know, maybe it won't be that long if I edit all of me out. And we just listened to Professor Cook, who it's funny. Uh, he hey, threw hey, spoiler alert after we said, we'll leave you with this another for another 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 oh, man, he is just so crazy smart. He really is so crazy smart. And I forgot that. He's dealing with 18-year-olds. Like, like he does a lot of intro to civic things. So it's a lot of college freshmen in a very conservative area, in like, well, Western Pennsylvania, which is mostly a conservative area. Mm. One of the fun things, you know, uh, a little teaser, not a spoiler alert. To try to get through the wall of my team versus your team, one exercise he has people do is on a notebook, write down, for example, what you think president trump is allowed to do in office what what you think is legal for him to do and what you think he should be able to do and then they do and he goes great now cross that out and write biden are you okay with you put on the paper and he's like yeah that gets a really good reaction um so he he's cautiously optimistic about the senate being held less optimistic about the house um but he's very much hoping that um, the Fetterman, you know, beats like the carpetbagger Oz. We had a nice discussion about if he's voting in elections in Turkey, should he be allowed to vote here, let alone run? Anyways, so uh, a great sideshow last week, a great sideshow coming up. And uh, but the three of us are together. It's great to see you guys. Uh, it's been it's been a, a little bit since we've all been doing this. Yes. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a well, while. Well, this was fun. <laughs> Good catching up. Uh, nothing, nothing going on to talk about anyway, right? 
Not a, well. We'll talk about some stuff. I think we'll, we'll let's start off on some fluff stuff. My 53 year streak of successfully avoiding the King Richard's Fair <laughs> uh, came to an end last weekend. And it was fine. It's a Renaissance fair, it's a seasonal thing. I think they do it for like two months. It's in the middle, it's right. You turn left at nowhere, Massachusetts, and it's before bumfuck right. and after nowhere. It's a six uh, Dunkin' Donuts down, and you take a <laughs> wicked right at the kids selling fireworks. <laughs> It, it must be like an October thing, right? Because, like, actually, so you know, I, I I missed your, I missed the podcast last week because I was on a road trip, and on the on the drive back, I pulled into in California. You would know the famous Casa de Fruta, which is this, you know one of those tourist trap spots, but they had a Renaissance for going uh, fair going on, you know, right there. Yes, so. The same weekend, so I, it must be an October thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it blends into like the whole October Fest thing that kind of has a running theme through it. It look, management loves that stuff, absolutely loves that stuff. It was a lot of fun, and as Joe had told me, because I talked to him the day before, he reminded me, uh, those things tend to be boobalicious. <laughs> you know, it tends to be a lot of a, pushing up. Yeah, there's a lot of cleavage competition. Honestly, we missed it because we went on Sunday. Oh. And the cleavage competition, because my wife wait, wait, told me there that. was a cleavage competition. There really is. It's- I kind of maybe forgot about that because I was joking. I was joking that, about that. Wow. I thought you were joking too. So it is. It's one of those things where, uh, yeah, it was uh, a lot, a lot to behold. You know, a lot of uh, but not fair, touch. fair maiden and wenches out there really giving it all they got. Would you like a refill on your Pepsi? <laughs> they didn't have forks, but they had Pepsi. In the Middle Ages, dude, I got a lot of tables. <laughs> I must have said that ten times there. That's from Cable Guy, and that's your self-indulgent theater of the week. There uh, you go. You know, they had a lot of great, like, kitschy shows, like, you know, like, old medieval stuff. It yeah, was yeah, funny. Jugglers and stuff. Like, like comedian. vegetarian food, right? Uh, they had, uh, no. no they, 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 uh, they didn't have any gluten legs. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, it was like, um. A magician, cauliflower. right? <laughs> there was a magician, like comedian type thing, and, and there was several of those, and like the tongue and cheek funny. They had, there was one. I remember once because I had gone to the King Richard's King Richard's Fair. You have to say it like that, like a douche. Uh, I had gone a couple of years because my wife, my wife, is into that sort of thing. Um, I didn't dress up although i didn't want in the first year put on like a wool cloak which i kind of felt stupid in so i immediately kind of removed um hopefully you know i i i should have had clothes underneath it is what i'm saying (laughs) i regret that part but i do remember that in a corner there was like um it's it looked like uh like there were these tall kind of um you know uh, like balconies and stuff where people would do you know skits from you know or uh, like a routine and it would get rivaled, but of course their warning to the audience, which was populated with a lot of younger people, is and remember, parents, if your kids get the joke, it's not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. It it it, it, it was fun. Um, you know, wife bought it every year now. Gonna go every year. You know, I, I, go, I if I, she I, wanted to go back now, we want to bring other boys because they were. Uh, 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 miserable. Oh no! But <laughs> they didn't like the jousting. We didn't. We don't go to any animal oh, type right. type I'm things sorry. like that. Yeah. No. But it's one of those things they complain because it was two hours there. Uh, what was nice 
is it was forced family time because there's no internet. There's no cell service. So once you got it, I mean, it, the parking lot must be like this big square. I mean, it's it truly is the middle of nowhere. So there was no cell service. It's money. No internet. Was it was it was it was it dry when you went? Because yeah, it hadn't quite like the downpours hadn't come yet. No, no, it was. It was a nice yeah. Because it's honestly in the woods. Yeah, it's it's uh, it was great. We had gone the day after. Uh, a rainfall and it was like Woodstock '94. It was just like pretty bad. Did you have the boys with you? Yeah. Did they like it? Yeah. Although um, one of my older son at the time he was like I think he was like ten or maybe nine, maybe eight, and uh, they did like a there was somebody doing like a mace demonstration and I think he got a little too close with the mace swinging and like it was more of like uh, one of those things where it's just like. Does this kid have parents? Did they <laughs> consent to this kid being that close to somebody swinging a mace? Uh, should we call somebody? But he's fine. He's fine. He's he's feeling much better now. <laughs> uh, so in, in my sat little world, uh, I in, in Joel, I, I was gonna say you can back me up on this. That I've been uh, doing a bit of open mic stand up, and uh, but I, I don't know if you would call that when I do. Well, I mean, there was an open microphone, and you were standing up. I was, yeah. So you didn't, I'm, and you didn't use the word comedy in that description. <laughs> so it's pretty accurate. It, it, it is fun though. Going to Ralph's hey, and hey, 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 tell that, tell that jester joke. Oh no, that, that, <laughs> will, that will and mispronounced jester. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 been eye opening. It's been educational. Has it been jaw dropping? It. it it has been, uh, <laughs> it's interesting because there's a bunch of characters, uh, so far, you know, and it's in Worcester, it's on a Tuesday night. It's all me. It's a bunch of middle-aged white guys. I, I think so in the four weeks, I think the first week or second week, there was two female comics. And then there's one like, you know, black guy who's come one or two times, but otherwise it's me. And it seems like I've, infiltrated like this little group because i guess there's like four or five different places different nights of the week and every all the other hosts who have their own stand-up also do this one so they go back and forth and do and it's kind of fun but at the same time a lot of retelling of the same jokes from the same people every week Um, are people upset with the world today are people upset with the way things are compared to the way things used to be? No, not you, oh. luckily you don't have that. It's, okay. But it's all you know. This is how much I've drank at this event, or this <laughs> this is the story about my friend throwing up at this place. It's a lot of the, a lot of that. Uh, but you know, is it uh, is it more or less funny than the show? Kevin can fuck himself. Kevin can go fuck himself. Kevin can fuck. It's great. It's yeah. I love. I haven't I, seen I, season two. I haven't seen season two either, and it's it's wrapping. Like I think it's up. I think season four now, or three. Three. There yeah. will be starting season three. No, yeah, it's great. And uh, yeah, you know. Uh, well, I've had a little time on my hands, and I don't know how closely you two follow me on Twitter. I've been raging. Last week it was. It was I follow you very closely because you mentioned me <laughs> at least six times an hour. Well, I want like when I see something that I'm like somebody posted this with the hopes of it getting to Joe. I will make sure you know. Here is a reference to. I have like a concierge Twitter service via Jacques, so, and it's nice. It's curated. I'm driving the other day and. I, I tend to li- sometimes I listen to local AM station, you know, local news. They they during the 
we had we had an election a little while ago, school committee, like town, yeah, that was and they had the different, you know, you know, city reps on and stuff. And I'm listening the other day and it became and it usually tends to lean, you know, a little a little rightish, but it really became this get off my lawn radio. And there was a couple callers that just truly the things that they were saying were absurd. And it was older, older, much older white people you could sell. And I went to their Twitter page and I went to say something. Mm-hmm. And their Twitter page hasn't been updated in like three months. Okay. And so <laughs> they haven't posted in three months. I went to the text line and I had said, it's like, you know, when did you guys become OAN light? You know, the old, you know, white person get off my lawn radio. Within minutes, they read my text on air. And it, it, it's, it's great because they had just said something awful. And I'm trying to think of what it was that I had referenced. And as soon as the the male co-host, old white guy, said something, the old female co-host said, well, what about Kamala Harris say? It like instantly went to the. They didn't say Kamala. They said Kamala. You know. Uh, <laughs> they mispronounced her name. They said, I'm trying to think. They said, you know. Well, the, the vice president was African-American. They just said this. So they were so offended that I said white man radio uh, that the first thing they did to combat it was. What about the black person? <laughs> right. Yeah. Literally, it was the next thing out of their mouth. And so I end up, you know, uh, like texting them back and putting on Twitter. It's like, so you respond to being called up and being old white racist. And your defense was, what about what the black woman did? And and I said, it's like, and by the way, old white person who doesn't know how to use Twitter, which I don't. So it's a little stuff, but I'm like, you have an update, your Twitter page. And on air, the guy's like, well, the person who set up the Twitter account isn't with the station anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, dying tony's the only one that knows the password <laughs> and he didn't leave that with us and we he's not he's ghosting me so i don't know what to do we're fucked whoa, 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 whoa. they don't know what ghosting me oh sorry you're right you know what i am just thank, so, uh, thanks he for, won't return my call all right i left a <laughs> message on his answering answering machine answering they would have said answering machine oh and and the funny thing is they have these uh weather updates and the weather guy and this is getting deep in the woods on on joe and i this is taking a trip down memory lane with joe there's a very famous locally crazy how, how do you describe your 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 hero oh al caprillion yeah he's not crazy he's just he's you know he's probably on the spectrum but he's very passionate about and he's kind of a character you know he's like he's he's self-taught he's like almost like a self-taught meteorologist <laughs> um and i say that because i don't know if he's with the american meteorological association <laughs> i don't know if he has that little ama logo next to his name but he's no he's a passionate local guy he was big in the new england area in the early 90s because you know, there would his weather updates would be like right before Simpsons reruns at seven o'clock and seven thirty. So you know, a young me watching WNDS, the winds of New England, Channel Fifty, Derry, New Hampshire, would be regaled with the uh, "Good evening, everybody. This is your old friend Al Caprillion with the weather update." Well, we got a high pressure coming in from the northern, <laughs> oh, and that's how he talked. 
And he was a character, and I did an impersonation of him on our little show. You can uh, re- hear more about us if you go back to the old podcast, which nobody does. But yeah, so is he still on? So he does the he calls in to ah. do the weather on this tiny station. Honestly, Lowell has a bunch of assistant living facilities, and I think this station is almost like closed circuit television. For the, I think our podcast reaches more people than them. But I was just rolling when it, it's just the hysterical. It's like, yeah, you guys are like old white races. Well, what about the black woman? And then we don't know how to get on our Twitter page. Right. It was oh, and I, here's Al Caprillion with the weather. <laughs> guy, I I did. I felt like I was really punching down. Oh. Uh, but I have I, on Twitter. I was raging. A, a you, will you start? Is it is it a Twitter war if they can't write back? <laughs> uh, but so speaking of Twitter, please. One of the pages I follow just has like movie clips. Now they're like two minute clips and little background of the movie. Like you know, it's 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 very funny because last week when Joe came over to watch some stuff on Twitter. I'm scrolling while we're deciding what we're going to watch, and this person had posted something from The Godfather. I'm like, oh, do you want to watch The Godfather? He's like, nah, that's a little too heavy. We turn on the TV, and, you know, you know, as Batman is my judge. Yeah, The Godfather <laughs> was playing on Pluto, and it was the scene where um, where Abe the Bogota. No. no, no, it was the, the one where Abe – it was the um, – actually, it, it started off with the, the, the big scene where Michael is uh, getting his kid uh, christened. At the crease, at the christening, and then it goes into a uh, a pagoda. Yeah, a pagoda. A pagoda. You know, uh, I forget his name in the movie because I'm not a big uh, uh, Godfather guy. But it's fish. It's yeah, right. When yeah. when when fish. fish when fish is about to be sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then it went to commercial because on Pluto they have commercials, and then I was like, all right, let's let's cut away to something fun. But um, yeah, and yo, and by the way, you're. Just a little Twitter uh, production note. Uh, all opinions of the Carnival personnel Twitter account <laughs> are Jacques. All, all Jacques. And so even though there are two hosts on Carnival personnel, Biff and, and Jacques. 2.5. Eh. 2.67, I'd nah, say. Nah, I've been nah, doing the math. Well, you know, historically, I, I numbers. historically, let's just say none of, none of the other hosts have any have any had any. Well, when when, when when Carnival personnel's uh, um, Twitter account, I'll say I and me and <laughs> that that's Jacques. Just FYI, it's Jacques. Jacques doesn't have a personal Twitter account anymore. I do, but I've never got like yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how to switch over. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but on Twitter, like really recently, that same movie breakdown thing had a clip from an old movie I'd never heard of, and I watched a clip. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. I went, found it, bought it online. It's this 1946 movie uh, that was called A Matter of Life and Death. It came out in England. It's an English movie. It came out in the United States. Um, Do they dub it? A few. <laughs> no, they have subtitles. <laughs> Um, I watch Monty Python with the subtitles. I'm, try, I'm trying to forget. I forget what they called it in the United States, but it was fascinating. It was it was sort of like, it's considered one of the two, three greatest English films of all time. And it's a little bit. Is that like how like, you know, two or three greatest English, you know, you know, uh, uh, food items. And it's like, so <laughs> is it like the great um, like bangers and mash and, you know, fish and chips and uh, like. 
that's what we're talking about here. It's up. It's like their Citizen Kane ish. Uh, the style of it was groundbreaking. The story was great. So I'm watching it, and it is. It's about a World War II pilot who's trying to get back. His he's about to, you know, his plane is completely on fire, and he has this beautiful conversation with the woman who's, you know, at mission control. And he's like, yeah, it's not going to get back. They don't have a parachute. He's supposed to die. Everybody on the plane had parachuted out and he got them to safety type thing. And, you know, they didn't know how to parachute. Long story longer. He's supposed to die. He doesn't like the angel of death lost him in the mist. Didn't know it till the end of the next day. So he got 20 hours. He wasn't supposed to falls in love with this woman. And when they come to claim him, the wrench is in the works. It's like, well, I ended up falling in love. Things have changed. And he goes on trial up there. And what's the couple takeaways? It's the first time anybody had noted, because I did a little research, you get up to heaven taking an escalator. It was the first time. I mean, that's been it's such a trope now that we've seen it a thousand times. These are the people who created it. It truly is is Herring can wait. It is um, defending your life. Defending your, it's it, defending. This, it's so defending your life. Three quarters of this is defending your life. It's fantastic. A great uh, movie. That, defending your life's a great movie. Uh, Heaven Can Wait's a great movie. And apparently, this movie sounds. It great. really is. It's really real. I highly, highly recommend. And what's the you name know, of that movie again? Uh, a Matter of Life and Death. And I apologize. I can't remember what they called it here, but I had to download another app on the smart TV called Classics with an X at the end. What do they call it up in Canada? Uh, well, it came out to <laughs> Wake Up Little Susie. <laughs> no, who cares? But six weeks later, it was. Uh, and I, you know, and, and hey, Biff, uh, how has, um, I'm trying to think the right way to say this now. Uh, all of us. say something racist again. Oh, no, no. Um, again. <laughs> he doesn't need to think about how to say things like that. No. Uh, how do we all feel about uh, Biden uh, pardoning Cheech and Chong? Uh, I did oh, not even hear that. Oh, you're talking about the um, right. lifting of the uh, convictions of people who are had like minor marijuana. Minor, yeah. yeah. Which is thousands of people who are in jail for a minor marijuana possession. I I can't wait for these states to contest them one by one. Well, yeah. those are fed. So he can only pardon the people in federal, right. you know, climb. So if you had a joint in an airport, yeah. Yeah. you went to federal prison. But yeah, you know, and he's asking the governor state by state. I can't imagine states like California or or Massachusetts where it's legal, where there's pot stores, that they don't go back and say, yeah, this guy had a little weed on him. Let's, you know. Yeah, I know. There's a hypocrisy between like, you know, essentially to me, marijuana and alcohol, it's somewhat interchangeable, right? In terms of what it is. Yeah. And then, you know, you could argue about the whatevers, but, you know, to me, they kind of have the same, you know, they have the same negative impact it's probably less for marijuana and uh, among other things yeah i mean it, all like, it is is an excuse to put black people and people of color yeah. in jail and take away their right to vote right yeah yeah that's it Ta-da. And, you know and it's a little bit of slavery there too you know you can get some minimum quote minimum wage labor there yeah. um you know yeah it, it's a win-win really when you look at it <laughs> i mean the cops have something to do and so do these hey, prisons. We, if we're going to, you know, we privatize these prisons, we have to fill them up. So it's like hotels. You got to keep the occupancy. Uh, I can't wait till we privatize the police. Oh, dude. It's it, it's out. It's, in a couple of states, they're pushing for that. Mm-hmm. DeSantis is basically pushing for that. You know, his- kid, I own the police. <laughs> Little Biff Tannen, Back to the Future, part two. 
dark. The dark 1985 Biff Tannen. Yeah, it did get pretty dark <laughs> in that one. Um, it, speaking of dark, uh, what's everybody's thoughts on uh, Mr. Free Speech, uh, Elon Musk's buying Twitter being back on again? Well, isn't he forced to? Isn't he being forced to buy Twitter? There was a breach kind of a thing. Right? Yeah. Like when Am I missing? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, am I misinterpreting what you just asked me? Because... No, no, no. Because, you know, I guess the sales back on and, and a lot of it has to do with, yeah, the court's like, yeah, you can't. You can't just back out of it. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah. No, no take backs. Um, which, again, he, you know, he's this big free speech advocate, except he blocks a lot of people. And he's. Uh, well, um, I mean, let's let's just find out how long it takes for that kid who essentially posts. Musk's, um, you know, uh, airplane location, right? To be <laughs> Elon's jet. If you right. want to follow at yeah, Elon's yeah. jet, which yeah. I do, no, that, <clears throat> right? That's not my opinion. Like this has been said by a lot of people, but right, just see. Let's see how long it takes for that account to be, you know, crushed, right? Oh yeah, right. Uh, on a on a oh, they just opened up an account that says not Elon's jet. <laughs> <laughs> a little work around there. The. Uh... So it, it, you know, as uh, as women in this country are, are, are we are getting more and more into the handmade tales. I got to tell you, I don't know how much you guys have been uh, following the Iranian women's like oh, big time, it, yeah, it, it, dude. I mean, they, they are truly fighting, you know, for their lives and still coming out in droves. It's yeah. Ah, it reminds me of the uh, what was it called? The uh, the uh, per, what was it? The Ira the Arab Spring. Iceland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Remember the, the Arab, Arab Spring. Spring and how that was. Yeah. Crushed. Remember? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> that was fun. You got the dog part. Well, hey, I'm 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 mad as hell. And you're not going to take it anymore. No, I'm going to continue taking it. <laughs> okay, but the yeah. uh, but these women, you know, and and the male supporters. I mean, it's funny because when I lived in Qatar, there was a few people on our compound who, at one point or another, had also like been contracting in Saudi. And each and every one of them is like, nope, never live there again. And it's funny because there were these police that walk up and down the street making sure that you're in your full headdress like all the time. In Qatar, you didn't have that. In other places, I'm like, ah, that sounds miserable. But, yeah, they have those police that, you know, are and, – and, you know – we can't look down at that because here in this country, there's more and more schools that are like doing away with, you know, all, all the regulation of like women's clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, they're more, they're coming down and putting more regulation on how how women should dress in schools and how what what you know what kind of uh, yeah what kind of things uh, women should be wearing and um, I don't know I'm I'm kind of just I'm. Kind of just. Well, check I'm, che I'm. I'm. You're witnessing me literally checking out, like unplugging. The old brain went. Boop. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Is we can do that because we're white guys in this we country. Can? We can. We we can wow. disconnect from the matrix. What a privilege! And and that's what it is because some people <laughs> don't have the privilege of turning off that you know thing. And it's like, yeah, if if more and more people unplug, it's like, well, you know, like Kaylee was saying, yeah. Uh, you know, as she drives around, she's seeing more signs that say "Welcome to Gilead" around Idaho and mm. stuff like that. So, oh, really, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, well, they can put up those signs because the people who they're putting them up against never watch The Handmaid's Tale and don't get the reference. <laughs> no, but there are. There's more. You know, and it's not just. It's not just. You know, woman's choice. The, the entire state is sharing this. You know, these two accounts. Yeah, on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised. Right. Uh, 
But uh, you know, I don't even want to talk about that. Well, I'll just you don't want to talk about Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, oh God, leaving the uh... so you know Kamala Harris when she was running for president when they were on the debate stage. I I don't know if you guys saw that clip going around. She one hundred percent called out you know Gabbard. What was that? Three years ago now saying, I don't even know why she's on this stage. She's pretending to be a Democrat. She's on Fox News every day. She spent eight years of the Obama administration, like voting against each and every one of his things. Like she was she nailed it. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was pretty. She's just basically saying, hey, and by the way, the sky, it's blue in the morning. You know that that, you know. It, it, she did, it was, she wasn't Nostradamus. She was basically pointing out a, a fact, but it's great to have it sort of like on tape. Right. And I say on tape because I am old white man to the rescue. When I wonder how, and, and Biff, do you still have friends in Hawaii? How does people react when I voted for this Democrat who halfway through their terms like, oh, yeah, I'm switching to the other party. I would not have voted for a Republican. Yeah, you know, I, type I mean, yeah, I mean, so like. I, I don't really know. I mean, like, I don't really talk politics with my uh, Hawaii friends too much, but I, I think it's entirely possible that that, you know, that ends up just being, you know, I mean, she's probably banking on her name recognition, but I'm not so sure that it's sustainable. Right. So we'll see. I mean, that is a very, very, you know, blue state. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, um, marrying somebody and then they're saying, you know what? I kind of like the same sex. <laughs> right. you know? It's like, I'm, uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't mean to tell you. Uh, I forgot to tell you. But, you know, in the L.A. mayor race, uh, Rick Caruso, who you, is. You were looking at me when you said that, by the way. <laughs> he's an interesting one because he's he's pretty much his, you know, his politics are all, you know, Republican, but he's running as a Democrat also. So that's, you know, same kind of thing. Yeah, we'll I mean, we have, we have, I mean, this Joe Manchin's, this Christian right. Sinema's. Yeah. Well, the, the guy who's running against DeSantis was a former Republican governor of Florida who's like, yeah. If I, this, if I can't join him, try to beat him? Seriously. Because he's he's a, he's one of the very few people who are like, yeah, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid on that last guy, so I want to get back to if I, if it takes me being a Democrat to beat this guy, I'll do that type thing. I so, guess, yeah. And ho- ho- hopefully, hopefully it works. Biff, the next thing I see on the list here, and, and again, a clip that you posted that I tried to get to on Explorer, I tried to get to on Firefox, but for some reason, every time you you put a link on here, I can't see the crime wave in Japan. So yeah, you know what happens is that, and I forgot what it was um, because <laughs> you know what happens is that they would post it and then they would uh, they would kind of pull it down. But I, I will say that there was some fascinating breaking of the laws as people tried to enter Japan. This, so, you, so you may have heard that they opened up the country, if you will, to all tourists without me, you know, so just essentially it's kind of become back to normal tourist, tourism wise in Japan. And so they had a little feature on, hey, stuff that uh, non-Japanese people try to sneak into our country. Oh, so, you know, funny. And now I'll say this. Um, some of them were just, I, I kind of get where they're coming from. And I don't think that they they re- don't realize how xenophobic and racist they really are. But they're xenophobic and racist. It's an <laughs> but, island nation. It's pretty yeah. hard. To, I mean, well, I can see. Oh, so no, no. Basically, this is the airport security, right? Detaining. They do the inspection and say, hey, we're going to check out your, you know, your stuff. And some of them are kind of benign stuff. Like this guy came in from China with um this package uh these little like balls made of made out of uh, a potato 
but it also had you know pork in it so it's like it was kind of mixed in with as an ingredient but the main ingredient was you know potato no big deal right and then there's a dude from egypt that tried to bring in pieces of raw camel meat oh. which was that's kind of yeah fascinating hmm. camel meat yeah and like this guy from uh sri lanka brought in homemade sri lankan curry so he brought a curry that mom made for him and then he also got curry that one of his friends mom made for his friend and they said yeah we brought it in so that we could have you know the taste of mom in japan he said yeah, you can't bring that in. It's got meat in it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stuff like that. And then the my favorite one was this belligerent woman from um that went back to China and came back in. And she she just had like tons and tons of like all kinds. She was a she was like she was carrying a butcher shop in her suitcase and she's yelling at the at the um the border agent saying, you know, this is like one month worth of you know salaries. Like, Wow, that's a lot of meat if it's a month worth of you know salaries that you spend on meat, but okay. Hmm. I mean, how long of a flight was that? Does it keep well? Does it have these refrigerated? <laughs> from, from, from parts of China, it's not that that bad, right? I mean, you know, so you freeze yeah. it, right? And then you 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 know you put it under underneath and where it stays generally pretty cold, right? So I think it'll be fine, but I mean it's just the fact that you know, I, I think in most cases you can't bring you know meat across like you know, oceanic borders, right? So, what do they so like, I, do yeah. with? So, they, they these are people in the in in Japan at the customs at the airport at the airport. At the airport. So, when yeah. they seize the meat, what do they do with it? It's already in the country. I, like, do they just throw well, it in the ocean? Like, well, I think it's the same thing here, right? They have a, a quarantine area, and I think they incinerate everything. Yeah, right. Okay. They give yeah. it to Arby's because Arby's has the meat. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. Is that not meat in Japan? Is there a problem? No, they yeah, have a. No. They have a very. I mean, they have Kobe beef. You no, know, you know, wait. Yeah, I was going to say, wait till wait till the people in Japan get to try Kobe well, beef. I mean, and to be fair, in. I you know I've seen all kinds of meat in Japan. I have not seen camel, so you know maybe camel is hard to get in Japan. Oh, yeah, there you go. I, I think it was slow camel. Meat. I can see them not wanting to, you know, get in like you know exotic stuff from other countries. You know, like uh, well, it's the same thing here, by the way. I mean, yeah. I can't bring you know meat from you know definitely I cannot bring beef from Japan into the U.S. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, right. They just don't want to be tainting supplies. So, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. but there's a, but, so there's a racist tinge to that though. Is, uh, is, I think that I think the racist tinge to it is is the is the kind of the way they. They portray it right that these uh, like you know these oh right? that's the because, media yeah uh, I think so always yeah. the media mm. you guys got media over there is that right. a lot of media in those suitcases <laughs> there you see I was trying to mm. and you and you the same thing but by the way there the, there was a show like that here too where they had like essentially stories of airport security and like and I found found out some weird stuff like I did not know I thought like. All meat imports into the U.S. was outlawed, right? I thought that was just illegal flat. But this dude brought in um, guinea pig from South America, and it was fine. Oh, wow. Maybe it's just something that they we haven't thought of. Like the United States government was like, nobody's going to bring in guinea pig. What, are you going to put that on the list? And yeah. then, you know, like, when you don't, don't even bother. Yeah, but apparently the Peruvians, I think it was the Peruvians eat guinea pig. So. Oh, that's neat, I that's, guess. Yeah. You know, Jacques is horrified. Horrified. I was thinking of when you said there that there was a TV show about customs where I do remember a news report, like right after the TSA was established, like a couple of years later, yeah. they started like there was like a ABC News kind of profile on, you know, 
agents abusing the seizure of property uh, okay. policy. And um, I remember they uh, they had a, a person bring their like iPad to the airport, and they went through TSA, and they never got it back. You know, they had to they had a for some reason hand it over to TSA, or it got lost, or something like that. And so what they did was they used the iPad's kind of new Find My Phone function because oh. it had you know that connectivity, and they they tracked it to a TSA agent's house. Oh, and like and they 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 you know ambushed them on camera, and it says, "Hi, we're with ABC News. We're wondering if you would know the whereabouts of this iPad. It was you know it was it's supposed to be at the airport, da da da. And no, we don't know anything about it. And it's like, well, we it says right here that according to this Find My Phone feature, it's in your living room. And they go, oh oh, this iPad, and then they oh. turn it over. And I was like, yes. Now just do that a thousand times yes. a day. Oh. And it just makes you wonder. It's like, oh shit, yeah. You know, there's a sort of blanket, you know, yeah. thing where it's just like, you know, if they want to take something from you, they can just say, yeah, national security. Right, right, right. No, it's we got held up. We were coming back from an overseas flight, which is such a pain in the butt. Because, but we had a domestic, so we land in JFK, and we had a connecting flight. So you had to go through customs at JFK. Then you had to go back through regular security. Mm. So we had to go through. You had to go through security getting out of customs. Yep. And the jack wagon decides to pull my thing to the side, go through the whole thing. The dude didn't know what an EpiPen was was telling me that I can't take this on the plane. It's a sharp object. It could be a weapon. I'm like, it's a medical device for somebody who has, you know, anaphylactic, you know, reactions to, you know, certain foods around him. Uh, and, and honestly, we, it was, it became a big thing just because the jackass did not know what an EpiPen was, had a call. But by the time his supervisor came over and then his supervisor was like, sir, you have to calm down. I'm like, we I'm just gonna... took a 17-hour flight. You know, we're going to miss our flight to Boston, which is like, luckily we did. We got on a flight like mid, like, but we stuck there for like nine hours yeah. at the airport with two small kids because the asshole did not know what an EpiPen was and said, well, it could be used as a weapon. <sighs> I'm like, your, your wit could not be used as a weapon. <laughs> you don't have any. It's not sharp at all. I'm calling you dumb if you didn't get it. Good day, sir. <laughs> Say good day. Is that going to be on your uh, open mic too? No, it might. You know what? It might. I'll, you know, workshop it with Joe later. Much to his chagrin. I'm going to put it <laughs> in the wood chipper. Yeah. Uh but uh, but well, let, 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 let's hit it home. So, so Joe uh, sent sent you some uh, some some of the fines he had. So his landlord. So last time we all got together, Joe brought some you know winning items to me. His uh, right right here. Oh, yes. I brought the Cot brand Instant Tom Collins mix from 1960X. I'm surprised <laughs> that you haven't fished it already. But, uh, he doesn't have any. Uh, but there was more treasure water? troves to be found that uh, hit a little closer home to you and me, Biff. He found that old school hockey game. With hockey, the... that was a fantastic. Yeah, that, and it was one of those things where it's just like it showed up right in front of my house. I was like, oh, okay, I'll take that because it had all the pieces, like most of it. Was in a you know like most of like the the well, you, I I texted the thread yeah, no, he, no. He, yeah he sent it to me I'm like dude he was asking me a couple who, who what teams this one I'm like you know what send send it to the Hall of Fame and if they don't answer Biff will yeah no so I I determined that it was from I think 1970 and it's of like a variation it's a non NHL it's it it says NHL on it 
right on the text but it doesn't have any logos so there is a variation where like the clock has an nhl logo and center ice has an nhl logo but this one was like a variation that has no branding um except for the word nhl or the the letters nhl but and those um upon closer inspection all of the figurines uh, are generic you know they're just like the generic montrealians and the and the torontians and the Canuckans, you know? <laughs> so, like, yeah, it, it was um, a hockey town USA. And, 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 and the, the, his old hoarder, you know, landlord kept good condition. I mean, you even had the little puck. I, like, I'm, I'm guessing, had I brought a toy here like that for Christmas last year, within 10, before yeah, the boys opened the box. It would get lost it. on the way from the car to the door. <laughs> right. Yeah. In the box. Box would be sealed and they would lose it. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have the box, but I cleaned it up and now it's sitting in my basement waiting to be thrown out by my <laughs> landlord when I move. Um, but um, yeah, I, I uh, oh, but a little coded to that thing. So last uh, the week before, I found a Coleco Atom computer. Right. This NHL um, game was made by Coleco. Oh, yeah. Wow. Maybe he had a catalog. Maybe he got. I wonder the Coleco. if he. Yeah, I wonder if he worked for Coleco secretly. I don't know. I, maybe I should expect to see some Cabbage Patch Kids next week. <laughs> oh, that, that, that'd be the gold mine oh, right there. Yes. I, I hope the uh, you know moms aren't going to be you know clamoring at my doorstep. <laughs> For Christmas, Do remember, you... remember when in <laughs> 1985, moms would. When what what, if you were to rank just off the top of your head, like the Cabbage Patch phase or this other way, the the people tickle me elbow. Lo- tickle me elbow. I worked at KB Toys oh, during oh, the tickle no. me elbow storm. Oh, 18 no. years old. You're 18, 19, uh, 19. Yeah, oh. and I was like an assistant manager, and I we we gave out like tickets to people who stood in line, like. I think like the, the, the day of like, and it was one of the, or I forget what it was. It was like a day where we gave tickets. Right. And then when we unloaded them from the truck later that morning, we then issued them. And, um, some guy was trying to weasel his way in and, um, I had to explain to him, no, you know, it's, um, you know, we gave out tickets and we, we don't have them in stock anymore. They're being reserved for others. And it's like, why? What's it? You can reserve them. Like they're that, they're that hot. I mean, I mean, you know, he's like trying to downplay them. And it's like he basically said, like no, he was playing it like only he wanted to tickle me Elmo in that store. And then like I'm like, sir, are you are you kidding me? And then I just like pop my head up to the crowd of people. I go, who wants to tickle me Elmo? No. And it was like five people like what tickle me Elmo? Yeah. And then I just looked at the guy, you know, and I was just like, have a good day, sir. Dude, balls on you at <laughs> yeah. nineteen. God well, you know, you. I, I worked a twenty hour shift, and so <laughs> I, was I was feeling a little loopy. There you go. It was Christmas time. Oh man, yeah, no, I, I think you had, yeah, tickle me, Elmo. What, oh. well, what do you, you wanted to rank the? No, I, I, I think you did it right. You know, tickle everybody's fighting wins. for second place at this point. Uh, so, so uh, any, uh, any video game news happen in your world, Biff? No. <laughs> <laughs> That was the most incredulous no yeah, ever. Yeah. Oh, what about Dude, you? I'm thinking, I'm doing so. I'm doing data work, and I don't want to stare at screens more than I need to. I love screens, man. I'm looking at a screen right now, and I'm and I have a screen next to me in case I get bored with this screen. <laughs> and I'm doing a podcast. I I love it. I'm. Were you going to ask me about mine? Yeah, yeah, I was going. You know, I, I, I look. I'm just being polite. I don't want Biff to feel left out. It's like you know, if Biff and I, you know, talk, you know. It, it's like Friday at hockey. Like, hey, you can follow along for a bit, but you know. So, so what do you got going on in video game world? I got two things. Whoa. One, well, yeah. One, I'm actually currently playing a um, 
a game on Xbox. It's a Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, and I'm enjoying it. What I wasn't enjoying was when I got 20% in, um, my save game got corrupted. Oh, and it was like, not one of those, you shouldn't have, you did this wrong kind of thing. It was like, you, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed, long story short, I wanted to go from the, the, you play like different episodes, you know, you can play like episode four, but if you want to, and it's unlocked, you can jump to another episode, like start episode seven. So I did that from an in-game menu within, like not from the main menu, but I pulled up another menu and I go, yeah, let's just jump right to it. And so it saved my game and it saved my game and I kept saving and saving and it wouldn't stop. Like it wouldn't go back to the menu. So I turned my Xbox off. Ah, I turned it back on. Right. And then now, long story short, it would boot up to a black screen, but it would troll me. I could hear music playing in the background, but none of the inputs would work. ah, And I was like, fuck. And I had put in like six days, seven days worth of work. And I'm just like, ah, I was like 20% in. I was like, Pardon me for a moment, and I put a you know bag over my head and did the old screaming a bit. But then I started over, so now I'm back up there, you know, climb the ladder. Um, but the second thing I have, but it's a fun game. I like Lego Star Wars uh, yeah. stuff, and it's it's a good time. Secondly, and they they re-recorded like they they have like uh, another thing about it is that they have like a truncated version of the telling of each Star Wars movie, and they don't have the original actors, but they have very good sound alikes. <laughs> very good and they even have like little like nods to thing other things the actors have done so the person who did the voice for Qui-Gon Jinn who which was played by Liam Neeson you know if you pick him and he's, you're building something you know you're putting together something he goes I have a particular set of skills oh. <laughs> that's brilliant uh, so it's fun stuff like that so there's that and then also the Trailer last week for the Super Mario Brothers movie dropped. Oh, what are your mm. thoughts? Um, it looks beautiful. It w- looks like a movie that I wish had come out when I was, you know, a wee lad right. in the nineties and eighties. Right. But um, it, but the, everybody's uh, the big hubbub is that Chris Pratt is doing the voice of Mario, and he is not an Italian American. What? Just a little FYI. Okay. Not an Italian American. But they, you do hear a sample of his voice, and he's going for like this kind of milk toasty Brooklyn accent, because you can hear him at the end go, uh, "Mushroom Kingdom, here we come," you know. And there's like a little laziness, you know, like a little hey, a little New York in there, and that's his voice for oh. Mario. And everybody's like, "That's not Mario. Mario sounds like it's a me, a racist stereotype." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so but. Other, everything else is going to be great. Charlie Day does the voice of Luigi. In, in, it's going to be a fun movie. It, it's going to do gangbusters in April. It's probably going to be like one, the biggest, if not, yeah, like one of the biggest, if not the biggest movie. It's going to make money. It's, it's make Illumination, money. who does Despicable Me and yep. Minions. Yep. They're going to make tons of money on it. And some of it's going to be mine because <laughs> I, I can't help it. I have no, to go. I, I, I have get to. it. I get no apologies, you know, necessary. Um, so so what when my guys like you know start playing like Resident Evil 2 again like yeah I was bored playing this like you know papa you should play this again it's like yeah fine and I started playing it and then it became this like thing where it's like well I want to play now type thing <laughs> and he's learned a lesson it's like what sleeping dogs lie right. only Joe 
Biff and, and Alistair Tommy, I apologize for boring you with this. So I'm just going to play it once or twice through. You know what I mean? I don't have to 100% it. There's two different characters you can play, and then there's a, a – you can play the game two different ways. Like, you know, there's an A, B for each character, you know, a, uh, an abbreviated version. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I got the S plus on each of those, but I'm not going to go and get all like the trophies and then S plus, by the way, means super nerdy. Yeah. And then I'm not going to go and try to get all the trophies. I don't have that kind of time. seems like I've made that kind of time because, but, but like 75% of them just happen in game. And so I, I, I looked at, I looked online. I was like, okay, so what is this? What is this? Okay. So if I do a playthrough where you don't, you can't open any chest or you can't use any healing things. You get the, and there's one trophy that I can't get. And, and as you go through these games, as you go through any resident evil games and most games, you find like pieces of paper, notebooks lying around that give you clues that you got to pick up and read. And it's like pick up every single, and one. you have to go through every one. And there's 58 through the different, through the four different games. There's 58 different ones. And like, 45 of them, either one can pick up from the first playthrough. So, but then it makes you play the second playthroughs for each character because she can only pick up this one in one room and you pick up. I've played the game at least a dozen times in the last week. I have 57 and 58 in oh it, my does, but God. there's no way that tells you which one you're missing. Ugh. And so I cheated. I cheated and I've, I've, okay, I'm going to go through this guide and go room by room. That's, that's I mean, you know, there was like among video game players, there's this sort of thing where, you know, is it cheating if you use a walkthrough or you, you know, one of these YouTube walkthroughs or an FAQ section or some sort of game guide? And the answer is no, no, because your time is precious and you're the way you have fun with video games is your way of having fun. So you're not cheating in a way. I mean, like if there was a judge. Like you know, like watching you play. When I get up to heaven. Yes, which there isn't one. But. Right. No, but like in, if you have a defending your life segment where right, right, <laughs> they put you on trial and you're you know. playing Resident Evil Two, the remake. But I, you know, look, especially Resident Evil game, the first playthrough through the for a couple, I really want. I mean, these designers put in some time. Yeah. Year. And some of the backgrounds are just beautiful. Like you just want to stand. Oh, I'm up on the top of this building, and before I go from point A to point B, I want a 360 around. And it's also fun. There's little fun things. It drives my son up a wall every time we get a new game because it takes me so much longer all to right. finish. You do the all game. the side missions and shit. all this, but yeah. you're in a room, and if you pick up every book, like every now and then you pick up this book and, oh, there was that slip of paper that tells you about this. So I like to do that, but now it's been a week of playing. Like I'm going to bed and I'm like, where could that be? Because I looked at the guide and in my head I'm like, nope. As I do the playthrough, I'm like, I know I picked it up the other 12 times I walked through it, but I'm going to read this little thing here. So I, I would have 100% of the game. It was in your pocket the whole, the whole time. time. So, the whole time. So, so we got Iranian women fighting and dying in the streets. <laughs> we have women's rights being taken away here. We possibly have the last election we'll ever have as a democracy in the country coming up. Until the next one. And there's not going to be a next one if we lose. And uh, yeah, tune in next week and we broke that down in wide detail. But, but the biggest problem in my life is I can't find that... 58 out of, I got 57 out of 58 scraps of paper in Resident Evil 2. That, uh, anyways. What about that finger there? 
and uh and so that, so, so that that that's my so i wanted to get to sports because uh biff how closely have you been following the cheating scandals in sports as of late oh are you talking about the walleye tournament where they stuffed the uh, walleye with the uh, weights have yes. you did you see the footage of that oh yeah, yeah it's oh i i only heard it because they played on the howard stern show but yes yeah. I, I did hear about that I'm, I, I'm literally surprised those guys didn't get the shit kicked out of them. I, I'm truly very they surprised. Gave, they, somebody was magnanimous and gave them a head start to get the fuck out of town. Like, just yeah. get out of there, you know? Because, right? Yeah. Like, or do they, from what I, I understand, like, they, these guys had been cheating in the past and then they weighted these fish down. For, this is for like big prize money, right? Yeah. Like, these guys yeah. have been accused of this. And, and here, here's, where, here's where they got stupid. And, and Biff, you might know the details. They had to catch like 31 and a half pounds of fish to to beat the second place team. And they and the buckets look the same. You know, it's like, here's your bucket. Here's yeah. mine. But their bucket weighed like 68, like almost double. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They over. Yeah. They really overdid it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they don't realize that. Uh, you know what? Um, lead weights weigh way. They're a lot more denser than fish. And the way they weighted things down was like lead balls or like, you know. Like well, they, they stuffed it in, in, you know, basically they made them swallow it, right? So Yeah, yeah. and they also like stuffed it with other fish meat. Yeah. Well, I heard that. Like, how do you stuff fish into fish beef? Do you, do you understand I that? I guess you get smaller fish and you stuff Yeah, it you just stuff it in, I guess, right? Yeah. So. But then they, 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 they didn't have the foresight to think they'll never cut, us, cut it open and yeah. actually do an autopsy on this fish. And those guys around them, they were pissed yeah i saw the footage and i'm like how they got out of their life but those guys have now been arrested uh, and are facing like grant attempted grand larceny yeah (laughs) what was the prize money like over ten thousand. i was like was it like a hundred thousand was it big big money well well, these guys won a boat like last year that's valued over a hundred thousand dollars and they've been accused and i guess these two their partners i guess it was a team that have accused each other in the past in different fishing competitions but how they partner up in this one but yeah i mean fishing was front and center all week in the sports world uh, and then, how about the chess? Have you been following the, the yeah. chess scandal? Oh yeah, yeah, same. What shit, a pain right? in the ass that whole scandal Hi-oh. is. That was like a theory that was floated. So what you're referring to is this kid who, since the age of like 18, 19, or something like that, had been you know competing competitive. He 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 was you know com- a competitive chess player, but he'd also been a noted cheater, and so finally like. That was sort of uh, supposedly in his past, and they somehow got he, he somehow got himself to play in a I think it was like a, another big money tournament right, right. against this guy Magnus Carter or Magnum yeah. Carter or something like that, um, and he's like the legit like best active grand chess master. grandmaster chess player, and he was beaten, uh, and when they look at the when they look at like his his moves. They called them computer moves. Like the 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 kid the kid was doing these moves that would make no logical sense to a human being, even at the grandmaster level. Like he he was making moves that a computer would consider six moves ahead. You know, like that sort of thing. Like in hindsight, they make sense, but nor like nobody on the spot would think to make these types of moves. And so the theory we floated around, I think, on the internet uh, was that when when he claimed. When the kid came, claimed, "Hey, I'll, I'll play him again naked if you want." 
then people were saying, well, maybe he has like remote controlled anal beads that people would, you know, watch and then give him pulsations yep. to tell him. Yeah. I, yeah. Again, it's a crazy theory. Work to be a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Moon River. Using the whole fist duck. Uh, yeah. So that's, but it, yeah, again, it's just crazy. You know what? Um, who are we to call other people cheaters? You know? <laughs> Uh, we have some skeletons in our closet, but I, I guess like, like you know the 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 New York Times well, of chess. To be, to be honest, you know what you know what Jock gets when he gets all of those accomplishments on Resident Evil, he gets ridicule. So, <laughs> I mean, go ahead, say what you want, Biff. But when I update my LinkedIn profile, listen, I percent There's not going to be any larceny charges against you know. You know, you using guides to uh, accomplish your little feats. No human being could find all fifty-eight pieces of paper <laughs> on their own. Uh, and it's not a it's not a cheating scandal, but uh, you know, Joe and I, you know, we don't follow sport that much and or, or baseball. All I know is, you know, because we live here, you can't not hear how awful the Red Sox were this year. But what I heard the other day is, so the Red Sox were dead last. They were so they finished so far behind and last in their division that they're first place in the division underneath them in the paper they just dropped no but at least they're raising prices it's like mm. capitalism dude, capitalism yeah because it's they, the they only know. game in town baby right right what are you gonna do go to a, like you know Bravehearts game yeah i'm, I'm gonna right. go to the lowell spinners if they bring them back i would be a See? season ticket holder well, but it, but honestly it's one of the, it's one of two storied parks that's left in the in the major leagues right yeah. right but but, so. ma- but maybe maybe not finished debt la- and, and they have a big player who's going to be a free agent that everybody's hoping they resign and they know they're not going to so it's like but if they don't raise the prices how are they going to compete you know like they need to make that extra money to pay, buy the better players uh-huh uh-huh keep 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 they, they, their payroll is always the two three highest in anyways yeah. but but i mean that's just shitty it's like yeah you know, I, I had an uncle who had season tickets forever, and they were $10. He had, like, two season tickets. He only wanted the Friday night games, so you knew on your birthday Christmas what you were getting, you know, from, from our friend Jimmy's, like, dad. And over the course of, like, five years, none of which they made the playoffs, his ticket prices went up a dollar, went up $2. They doubled in, like, five years, and, he's, and, and it priced him out. And at that point, it priced him out. He's like... You know they're not twice as good as they were. So, but uh, anyways, I, I wonder I just if the, you know you know what Fenway should do is they should put in this discount ticket program where if you agree to hold up a sign of a sponsor during the entire game, <laughs> you don't have to pay full price for your ticket in the bleachers. You, you know what? Yeah, you wear the shirt. It, it's, uh, shirt's too small. You gotta <laughs> you gotta team up with a couple of buddies and hold up a big sign. Uh, it says Granite City. Uh, isn't that isn't that how uh, Pam Anderson got uh, scouted when she was uh, wearing a Labatt's blue? I think there is something to do with that. that. Yeah, I actually well, I will have to look, but I, I think, think you're right. I think that I was. Say, yeah, she was. At, she had a Labatt's blue T-shirt, and you know it was Pam Anderson, and it was her Pam Anderson's upper body and a Labatt's T-shirt, and the camera caught her and said, "Hey, uh-huh. <laughs> wow!" So so talking about TV. Um, we don't have to specifically ask like Biff when he's watching, but we have to quantify it. Which games are you watching, Biff, now that the <laughs> NHL season has started? I'm not going to ask what, what you're streaming. Have you seen Murders in the Building? It's all NHL no, all the time now. Yeah, I mean, so I actually had a kind of a slow start. I did watch 
both opening day games. Um, uh, you know, obviously last night I had a little bit of hockey. So uh, uh, funny enough, I did miss the two games in Prague, which was earlier in the week. But yeah, I tried to watch the fun teams, right? So Colorado, Colorado Calgary is a fantastic game. You know, two very skilled teams, Calgary, uh, they won, you know, impressive. Uh, but yeah, the the skill level is so high right now. It's just, in, you know, just compared to the stuff that, you know, used to, you know, used to be regarded as being high skill. You know, and I think it's true for every sport, right? They're, the kids are just so well trained now. Yeah. They just, you know, they come in so highly skilled. Just a marvel to watch. What do you What about you, Joe? What are you watching? Uh, for TV, what am I watching? Uh, old prices rights on YouTube. I'm, I've really, <laughs> I've, uh, I've derailed. I, I've completely checked out. Although, you know what I am watching though? That's new, but it's old. Uh, the new Beavis and Butthead episodes on pa- Paramount oh. Plus. They're funny. They're it's they're in 2022, but yeah. I think the unspoken rule is they don't have cell phones, but they're like, you know, surrounded by, you know, current day stuff and like the old TV show, instead of watch, they do watch music videos and comment them on them, but they also watch YouTube videos and oh, comment on them. Oh, that's great. And yeah. it's really fucking funny. And it's yeah. well done. And every episode is a hit. And I think there's, you know, 11 episodes so far. And it's it's just like just like riding a bike into a brick wall <laughs> and laughing your ass off. It's that good. Every, every episode makes me laugh. So, yes. You, you know what, Biff and I, sorry, you know what Joe and I watched last week, Biff, that we didn't laugh our ass off, but was mesmerizing? On right. Pluto TV, like we, we, you know, we decided, well, we're not going to watch The Godfather after we watch this scene because, you know, if you turn it on, I mean, legally, if you turn The Godfather on and it's on, you have to watch it. And if it's good fellas, you watch it all the way to the end. Oh, yeah. you want to see helicopters. Anyways, <laughs> um, so... We decide, oh, let's watch some Johnny Carson. I love Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah. Joe loves Johnny Carson. And Joe finds an episode with uh, with Steve Martin. Oh, funny man, Steve Oh, Martin. yeah. Hilarious. Joe loves Steve Martin. I love Steve Martin. You can't lose. You can't lose. How did we lose? We lost. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Biff, it's like in, in everybody's memories, because you always see the highlights of you know yep. Johnny Carson. Dude, this show... It started off slow and got worse. Right. It started off with the parking brake on, and then it like it hit it like a, a quicksand, you know. And then it just—I mean, every joke in the monologue was a bomb. So much so oh that this was uh, taped, I think, like late. It was December of '88. Okay. And so there was that lame duck presidency. Ronald Reagan's yep. moving out. George Bush is moving in. And they're talking about the you know the, the the pets in the in the White House, and somebody says, and Johnny says, uh, um, they're gonna have a new uh, what's uh, uh, what's the name of the new dog in the White House? And somebody in the audience yells out Barbara, <laughs> and he gets a bigger laugh than Johnny did, and Johnny makes some note of it. He's like, oh, you're you know, <laughs> and it was it wasn't like he was bombing. And not painfully aware, like, and he kept like, well, let's try this one. And he kept looking for a lifeline from Doc Severson. He would <laughs> he would turn to Ed McMahon, and he's like, "Am I off on this one?" I, I asked Joe, "Yo, well, the one with the drinking was. problem." Yeah. I, I asked I, Joe, "I'm like, do you think we're just got fired? Like, turn the commercial break? Do you think he just started?" I mean, did you did you ever actually used to watch those shows? Because I used to watch them regularly. Yeah, and that's how that's just kind of how it was. Like some nights. 
and then he would base, you know, but, but he was insanely self-aware, right? So, like I said, well, let's try this one, right? I mean, the most All famous, stuff the most you. famous bomb is when he tells a line, and then he gets literally nothing from the audience, yeah. and he pulls the micro, like the boom mic, down into frame, and he goes, "Attention, Kmart shoppers." <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I've I've seen monologues that haven't been great, and I've seen him bomb and be. be He's funny when he bombs. I mean, he's a oh, pre- yeah. he was a yeah. professional stand-up. He knew how to handle it. But then the guests, like he had, like the, <laughs> it was a weird booking, honestly. So this is 1988, and he had some guy on it who, in a small town in Ohio, when then presidential candidate in 1959 Nixon came to town. Yes. Uh, he, tell, I oh guess, no, he he main, he he was like a Boy Scout who was at an event with Nixon and Nixon took a bite of a sandwich and didn't finish it. And the kid took it and, and saved it, took it home and froze it and kept it until he got to the Johnny Carson show. Oh my God. <laughs> he like kept it in his mother's freezer. All that, all those years, like was it 29 years yeah. or something like that? 59 to 88. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and then, the, yeah, he, he brings it out. And then like, I think he had Johnny eat a 20, sandwich. 20, oh, it oh was. Well, so, so they do that. And then out comes Steve Martin and he has a, a joke bit. Like he brought out some food from craft services that he signed the plate and, but then he also said, like, there's this guy backstage and he says, hey, I liked you in that movie. And like, I'm thinking, I don't need this from this guy, you know, and like he's really <laughs> incredulous. And it's just like it kind of goes nowhere and it dies on the vine. And it just like it, and, and Johnny's not saving him at all. He's just sort of like letting him, you know, sit there and wallow and floundering it. And then it like it builds up to this thing where. I guess it was a setup to like, and then I socked the guy, you know, like, and it's a, gets a laugh. And then like after the break, they come back and it's a part two with, with Steve Martin. And then all of a sudden, like if they talk about Santa Claus and then Santa Claus comes out and, um, you know, so he sits on Steve's lap <laughs> and they have a little exchange. Um, and Steve, you know, Santa asks Steve Martin if he's been nice or naughty this year. And he says, yeah, he's been nice and all that stuff. And <laughs> as he's walking away, he goes, Oh, Hey Santa, sorry about hitting you backstage there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a little bit of a payoff. Joe's huh? telling it funny. You got a bigger laugh out of Biff than Steve Martin got from the audience. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it was one of those things where Joe and I keep looking at each other like, should we, should we watch something else? Because this isn't a good episode. <laughs> no, we right, we wrote straight through. And then who was the actress at the end? Oh. There was like a nobody. No, no, she was somebody, I think. No, no. Be somebody. <laughs> oh. I forget who it was. Uh, but it, it was, it was, it was, it was painful. Uh. And if, if 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 we didn't share it together, like yes. I uh, but uh but I don't know what we're gonna watch tonight. But me, I I, I finished She-Hulk. And what's funny about She-Hulk is all the critiques that some people have had about it like you know we're right and it's what's interesting is they knew those were going to be some of the critiques that they had like the fourth wall stuff and so in the season finale but they they did have one really really funny part where they break the fourth wall and she goes to talk to the writers about have you seen it or did you hear I about heard, it i heard a tweet or something about it and this I unfortunately I stopped watching like three episodes ago, so of course I miss like. But then I check on IMDb like how are they rated, and it's like they've gone up every week since I stopped watching, and I'm like you motherfuckers, 
But I can't watch now because I'm I'm a man of my word. But they uh, <laughs> but they did. It's they, like when I quit a podcast, I quit a podcast, baby. So she walks yeah. off set and and goes and demands to talk to Kevin Fergie about like the uh, show and Kevin like, Feige. Feige, sorry, yeah. fire. I have to go talk to Kevin. It's like, you know, so because about a third of the way, halfway through the season finale, they had every trope in every superhero movie, and she's like, "This is not, you know, the whole." And then she's like. Well, I know people aren't going to like me breaking this fourth wall and doing, but that was shot months and months yeah, ago. Yeah, so it's right. not like, oh, they're getting the feedback from episode three that people didn't like the fourth wall stuff. No, they shot that six, seven, eight months ago. And then it's funny when, and I won't tell you who, who the Kevin Fergie is, but when they're like, uh, hey, I need to talk to Jennifer Walters. It's like, why? Like, it's less expensive uh, <laughs> when the shots less expensive than this and the CGI guys God, have been working really it. hard. Yeah. And it's like the self-awareness that it's like, they yeah. waited till the very end. So basically what this was sort of like the, like a trial uh, that I was being put on. Oh. Like it was like, so, so if I, so if I stuck it out like a good boy, I, 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 I would have been rewarded. I don't, I, I, it was it was a couple episodes ago now, so it's past the spoiler wall, so I could say it. Finally, and one of the things that Joe pointed out is like, well, they tease things at the end of episode two that I watched episode three and four, and they didn't pay off. And it's like, and they did that. Well, finally, they paid off Daredevil being in it, and it ends up uh, Daredevil in costume doing the walk of shame the next morning, ah. and it was brilliant, okay. absolutely, ab you know, and, and it's like. It, it, it's it, it was it, it was fun that's what i've been watching i um and uh Good. i don't know what we're gonna watch tonight you know? i mean there's plenty there's pl oh, what about andor uh we're gonna so my little guy has we've tried to get him to be into Star. we haven't tried to get him to be in star wars i'm in star wars i don't have to say hey you have to like this but i watch it we go to all the disney stuff and he's liked it, and he bought a Jedi costume, and he's had phases off and on in his 12 years where he's really into it, and then Simon's stupid. About three or four months ago, four or five months ago, he fell down that well hard. Like, I'm surprised he didn't break his legs hard. He fell down Why do so we hard. Bruce? And he's learned to get up. So he had just watched Star Wars Rebels through, and it's funny because he didn't love it. I'm like, you got to give it a couple episodes. You don't know any of these there's no people on the show in the beginning who are any other parts of Star All Wars. All new characters. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, at one point, like you see R2-D2 and a couple of people who you're going to know later and Ahsoka is in like season three. Uh, but he did. He loved the whole thing. And then towards it got towards the end. And this show came out like 10 years ago. Um, I knew one of the main characters that he really liked was about to meet his demise. And I was telling his mom, I'm like, hey, you know, make sure he doesn't watch this unless I'm there because it's going to be a, a, a tough, a tough thing. Niagara know, Falls. You know, thing. But now he's gone back. He didn't want like he did not want to watch The Mandalorian when it came out. Like we tried. Hey, why don't we watch this? Make it a family show. He didn't want anything to do with it. But now we're watching uh, Mandalorian now together. Um He's rewatching it with his mom, and then we're going to watch Andor when it's done because so, he loves Rogue One. You're going to skip over Boba Fett. Uh well, he's he's a little all over the place. He loves the movies. He's gone back and forth. Um, you know, he he did, he likes the prequel, the sequel, the prequels. He likes. He's a big fan of the prequels. What about Rogue One? And the, loves Rogue One, and so that's why Andor is a prequel to Rogue right. One. And so. I, I mean, I saw like a, re a review, a ten out of ten review for an episode of Andor. So yeah, I, was like, I believe mm. that. 
right. Yeah, the, the main, and I can't remember his name. Uh, deli- oh, I can't say his I name. I don't know. Anyways, but management really likes him. So we will be watching that. So that that that's, you know, but, but t- I'm just focused on tonight. After Barney B. Jones, we'll figure out what we're going to watch. <laughs> Maybe we'll take in a Barney Miller. Yeah, dude, seriously. Or a, did, a little I, Barn and Barn. A little Barnaby. Uh, we did a while ago watch the pilot episode of Fish, and That's it true. was delightful. Yes, it was. Uh, let's let's see. We got that. Uh, any parenting tips here, Joe? Biff, what do we got? Biff, you um, have a child. Yeah, you know what? Teach your teach your kids how to uh, uh, handle bills. That's yes. important. Yeah, and um, yeah, now that they're in first place, you got to really know how to handle a bill. <laughs> Hi, oh, the Buffalo Bills. That is, I'm a card. They, 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 it's it's their turn. They've had 20 years of having the shit kicked out of them. God bless them, right? You know, I mean, I mean, the the fact that Thomas Brady is the second winning his quarterback on that field because he beat them like 17 years and they had had a starting quarterback that won 17 home (laughs) games since Jim Kelly. (laughs) Uh, good for them. What about well. Do you want to elaborate on teach your kids how to take care of their bills, Biff? I just, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you know, he's getting to the point where, um, you know, he had, you know, I've paid for a lot of most of his stuff. And now he finally got his first bill that says, hey, you know what? You pay for this. So then this actually funny enough, it's actually for uh, for his AAA membership because he needs to have a AAA membership to have insurance with AAA. Which is the insurance that I still pay. So, but so there you go. But, but it's still, you know, it's a start, right? And you know, just kind of having that, you know. So obviously, over the, uh, he's actually going to be trying to move into a new place. So what? he's going to have real bills there, there, nice. right? So wait, oh, is, is is my room opening up? Is your room? <laughs> yeah, that room's going to stay whatever for a long time. But you, you, he's had friends there. I'm, I'm taking yeah. it the whole. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the whole, whole cabal is, is going yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So there's more room for me and you, Joe. We'll get the bunk bed and nice. start podcasting from from there. Uh, what about you? What's your parenting tip this week, Joe? Oh, I don't know about parenting tip. I'll do have a parenting event a milestone I mean, that we didn't have with our first son, uh, but my younger son just got his learner's. Permit. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. So he he. He's not afraid of cars. How old do you have to be to get your learner's permit? 16. You get it at six and driver's license at 16 and a half. Yes. Yeah. So he has his permit. He's he's almost 17 now. So he's a little late start. Okay. But um, yeah, and now we got to get him lessons or I just, you know, make him drive me places and then, you know, we'll see what happens. Have, have, have you been Have you been in the passenger no, seat? No, no. He just, just got it. And uh, he's got, you know, two years. To you know, get his license. <laughs> that for that that learner's permit's good for two years. So, but in six months, you can you have to have it six months, and then you can get your yes, license. Right. Okay, yeah, something like that. Yeah, then you can take the road test, and yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. that's exciting. Well, congratulations, take no, a skate I, around. That's I, great. I didn't. I you know, all I did was poke and prod him. Although, okay, if, um, parenting tip. Um, if you get your kid a driver's manual, make sure he knows where it is. Okay. Because oh. luck, luckily they have it online. Everything's online yeah. now. But I actually like went out and got him the driver's manual. Oh, I didn't go out. I ordered it and it was delivered and stuff. But like, yeah, he has his room is like you know, you've seen their rooms. Yeah, They're like uh, little closets. You're like Bender from uh, the robot from um, Futurama has a bigger room than. Anyways, that's a deep cut that nobody gets. Um, he lost. His driver's manual. Like, it's just kind of like, really? 
You know, the, you, you have every you have like a, a an action figure from you know when you were five <laughs> years old, prominently displayed. Mention box. Yeah, exactly. Like all these like Pokemon books and stuff, and you lose the thing that's going to get you out of my apartment. No, I, I I think our oldest has just turned fifteen. And I think it's like fifteen and a half when you can sign him up for like the courses and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. He will be getting his permit the day he can and his license the day he can for self, you know, so I, you know, so maybe, Hey, and we've talked to her about it. It's like, all right, well, you know, start soon now we'll get you to car, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you realize you're taking your brother everywhere. I, you know, I, 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 he will get be, him the show first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, maybe I'll make him register as an Uber driver and his brother can like, you know, get the app. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, you can, oh, yeah, you can track them. There you go. Uh, so my, my, my parenting tip, uh, kind of a serious one. So, uh, so I suggest uh, doing things with your children and, uh, and, you know, participating in sports together. And let's say, hypothetically, you do jujitsu with them and your your oldest son is now much bigger than you were when you got out of college. And uh and and you can legally put them in holds <laughs> and in public settings and beat the snot out of them without without retribution right. from child services. Sanctioned child abuse. Yeah, it, I, it, that that was the idea going in, and then we <laughs> grappled the other day. Oh, and and uh, it's more like parental abuse. Oh, it, dude, he's a big boy, and he. I was doing, I was grappling with somebody else and just, and I always feel bad. It was something out of movie, like, you know, when the retiring detective on its last day gets a case and, you know, he's going to die in his last day. And it's like, so we were getting ready to leave last night. I'm like, yeah, you have time, you know, to grapple one more time. And he's wrestling with somebody who's mid twenties. He's 180. This person's probably like 220, maybe six inches taller and the guy who runs the studio uh, was was the other guy's former high school wrestling coach so this guy has been doing a long time and he ended up you know rolling you know my little guy's ankle mm -hmm. and uh as much as i joke like hey it's a long way from the heart he did he, he said out they took a break for a second he looked at the clock goes, it's only two minutes i can get through it and he and he kept going and i was like and then i'm like dude you don't have to do those stuff and he's like I'm like, did you pop it? And he's like, no, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, well, maybe we should go to the doctor and just have it checked out. I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Halfway driving home, it's like, we have to might pull over because I think I have to throw up because, you know, from the pain. <laughs> like, and, 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 he, and he's like, but I don't want to have to go to the hospital. That would be take a long time. And I don't want to be an inconvenience. Uh, and I'm like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude, no. no, we're going. And it, it's fine. You know, we went, the x-rays were negative and I don't think he tore everything because he just had the, he wore the boot for like the last few days and stuff. And, oh, good. And, and stuff. But, but getting back to my point, if you do the sports with them, like if you play hockey with your kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, you know, no, I didn't punch my kid in the face. Sure, my elbow came up when we were fighting for the puck in the corner, but that's not child abuse. We were just fighting for a loose puck, and he was wearing another jersey. So, you know, that's my opinion, right? Get involved in their sports, you know, participate with them, and then you can, you know, you know, legally, legally you know, punch them around uh, playfully. So, yeah, very good. Biff, it was a pleasure doing a podcast good with you. you. Yep. Um, Jacques, eh, you know. Um, we're gonna um, 
I guess that's I guess that's it. Biff, do you have any parting shots or any final um, words of wisdom to impart on um, All Star Tommy? Uh, don't forget. Come sweet, sweet fun. Nothing but the quiet you pour. Speak soft, soft tones. Spoken thoughts, misguided, misinformed. Sweet, sweet